What's up, everyone? We have a fire episode for y'all this week. We go over the Julio Jones trade. Pronounce Julio, not Julio. Uh, talk the NBA, what's going on there. A little bit of World Cup action and the fan questions. And bring on your favorite, your girl's favorite, honestly, Uncle Tony. It's an electric call. Uh, let me know what y'all think of the episode. About these trivial things Know what I mean Like all I hear is either Super soft or super mean But I prefer the super soap around It's in between Like not the winter of more the summer Kick back and enjoy the spring Testing, testing, one, two, three Okay, guys, we're back What? You thought we died? You thought we broke up? You thought we're not friends anymore? You thought Reed said something nasty about my mom, so I'm never gonna talk to him again? You thought Paul disrespected me in front of my friends, so I said I was never gonna talk to him again? Wrong. You thought I disrespected Paul in front of all of his Chicago friends? Wrong. Guess what, the band's still back together, but here's the thing. Beep's making some big money moves in his life. Beep's trying to get into law school. He's studying 24, seven, Paul, on the other hand, has ladies constantly in his DMs, so he's usually out on Tinder dates or I don't really know, just stuff like that, but usually, you know, talking to the ladies, so he actually is pretty busy nowadays. But your boy, on the other hand, is freezies, because it's summer season, baby, starting to pick up some new hobbies. Uh, I'm sure y'all care, so I'll tell you about the hobbies that I'm picking up. Hobby number one, your boy's getting into some weightlifting. Not necessarily for the looks, but for the strength. Your boy deadlifted 390 last week. Yeah, I'm pretty, pr- I'm, I'm pretty proud. Wow, say that 10 times fast. Bet you can't. Pause the, pause the pod and do it. Um, I about pooped myself. Uh, got a hernia, but guess what? It was all worth it. Worth the vid. Start a little TikTok page, me posting my maxes. Um, yeah, guys, it's it's summer season. Pick up a new hobby. Pick up mm, maybe not soccer. Uh, what's a good hobby? Maybe skateboarding. Your boy was pretty good at skateboarding back in the day. My classic go-to, a heel flip. That was always getting my boy an S whenever we played skate. If you were a true skater, you know what I mean whenever I say skate. You know that. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into the sports world. We've missed a lot. Uh, big news in the NFL world, Julio Jones, that's pronounced right, not Julio Jones, um, is gonna head, went ahead and got traded to, I almost said the Colts. He was gonna go to the Colts, but he went to the Titans. There's a lot of drama behind this. If you didn't see Shannon Sharp, uh, called him on live TV and was basically like, hey, are you going to be there? And Julio Jones was like, nah, man, I'm out of there. And everyone was bagging Shannon Sharp. If you saw the video, you know what I'm talking about. Everyone was bagging Shannon Sharp because they're like, you can't do that. Shannon, you didn't tell him that you're on live TV. Fun fact for you guys, you can't record, someone can't come on your show without knowing they're being recorded in the state of California. Where does Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless record? In California. This was a huge setup. You guys need to stop watching mainstream news and start tuning in 
to Real Truth News, a.k.a. the Trash Talk Podcast, for this information. Because of that law, Julio Jones knew. There's no way he didn't know. This was definitely a setup call. Julio Jones, okay, I get it, okay? Everyone's perfect in everyone's eyes. But in the NFL world, sometimes you got to get your hands a little dirty. And I believe that's what Julio Jones did. He, he wasn't getting too many looks at. I'm sure he's getting looks at, but not too many people were offering. And he said, hey, let me get this on the road. For, I don't know why he didn't want to come to the Cowboys. That would have been awesome. Alabama, Alabama, Alabama Central, you would have had uh, Coop and him, obviously. And then uh, I almost said Derrick Henry, but y'all know what Derrick Henry's at. Uh, yeah, a lot of Alabama crews already on the Cowboys. So I don't know why he was like bashing the Cowboys on the Skip Bayless show. But basically, I'm. This is just a short spiel of just saying he knew. There's no way he didn't know that he was on that show, or else Shannon Sharp would be legally. Shannon Sharp is known as Unk to everyone in the NFL, and if you're known as Unk in the NFL, you're Shannon's not going around screwing people over like that because. That takes away trade value. It took away, you know, his credibility. He didn't necessarily trash the Falcons, but he's like, yeah, man, I want out of there. But uh, also says a lot about Julio Jones because Julio Jones is, um, sorry, guys. uh, Uncle Tony just texted me. Uh... He says he wants to get on a call later. That's going to be fun. For you, those of you that don't know, my Uncle Tony can't afford cable. He just watches the Cowboys games three years behind on YouTube. So whenever he calls, just know in his mind he's three years behind of where we're actually at. But back to the Julio Jones trade. So Julio Jones. Um, yeah, gets traded. Uh we already went over the Shannon thing, Shannon Sharp. And I feel like the Falcons, this says a lot about Julio Jones. The Falcons respected him. They didn't throw him to, like, the Jaguars or a trash team. Julio Jones has about maybe, I would say, two to three years of – he's not in his prime anymore, but he's still balling out. People say Julio Jones in his 90 – like, if he's running 90%, he's still a top five receiver, which I believe. So for the next two or three years, he's going to have a big impact wherever he goes. The Falcons said, hey, he wants to go to a team where he's going to win a Super Bowl. Julio's done so much for us. Let's send him to the Titans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, take it easy. I can already hear you guys trashing the Titans. The Titans? Super Bowl? The Titans? Yeah, the Super Bowl to the Titans. Let me take you back two years ago when they should have beat the Chiefs. They didn't beat the Chiefs, but they should have. Chiefs went on to destroy the 49ers in the Super Bowl, and the Titans honestly should have won the Super Bowl. If if they went to the Super Bowl, they would have won it against the 49ers that year. They're still a contender. Coach Vrabel is the best coach in the NFL. Gosh, I wish Beep was here to give us his true uh, Titans fandom right now, but um, he's not, so I'm going to go on about this. Let me dissect what this does, okay? I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Everyone's like, whoa. Um, the Titans didn't need another offensive weapon. They needed a defense. Well, that's where you're wrong. Listen to this. The Chiefs had the most electric offense in the league. Correct or incorrect? 
the pause was for you to say correct. Um, but what is the one thing they lacked? A run game. A run game and not an offensive line. And we saw that got truly exposed in the Super Bowl. All they did was rushed. They gave Patty Mahomes no time. And they couldn't get their run game going. And even though Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, and they had Tyreek Hill, the fastest wide receiver, arguably a top 10 wide receiver, I'd say arguably a top top five. Okay, anyways, doesn't matter. They have the best passing offense in the NFL, close to the Bucks, anyways. But the Bucks destroyed them. Why? Because they had a run game with Leonard Fournette and a great defense. And they had Travis Kelsey, or the uh, Chiefs had, I'm all over the place, but just listen for a second. The Chiefs had Travis Kelsey, number one tight end. Tight end. But they couldn't get the run game going. And so what does Julio do? to the Titans' uh, offense, he does everything. Because if you're a casual NFL fan, the Titans are pretty boring to watch. They just give Derrick Henry the ball. He runs for three yards, runs for four yards, runs runs for three yards, four yards, five yards, and then occasionally we'll get a 30, 40-yard run. But if you're a true kind of football fan, you like watching the scheme play itself out through the game, uh, like myself, you love watching the Titans because it's a beautiful game plan of seeing when to give Derrick Henry the ball. You run to the left, you run to the right, middle, up the middle, opening up these schemes where you're having to put eight in the box, where are you shifting the linebackers, and then out of nowhere, boom, you throw to A.J. Brown, tutty. And it's been beautiful watching them the past two years. I think Vrabel is a genius of a coach. And... Uh, We've talked about them enough on this podcast, but y'all know they didn't have their starting uh, left tackle, who's arguably the best left tackle in the league, Taylor Lewan, because he hurt himself. Uh, they had Ryan Tannehill, who's a who's a good quarterback, not a great one, a good one, and uh, AJ Brown, who's a sophomore. Is that what they call it in the NFL nowadays? Uh, your second year. I know they do that in the NBA. They do rookies for sophomores. They don't say second years. But anyways, and we really saw him bloom. I mean, he is a animal, very physical, great wide receiver. But it's a little hard when your top wide receiver has only been in the league for two years. It's not like he's in the huddle. Maybe he is. Maybe he is a big leader. I don't know. I'm not in the huddle. But it's just a young team. So what does Julio Jones do? Let's look at it from a defense of coordinators viewpoint. Immediately you have Derrick Henry. If you want to hold Derrick Henry under, let's say, 110 yards, you have to stack the box. What does the box mean? For those of you that don't watch or don't know NBA terms, NBA, I'm an idiot, NFL terms, the box is from tackle to tackle. So basically, who do you have that's – their number one priority is to stop the run, which is most of the time defensive linemen, linebackers, and maybe a strong safety. An average team will put seven players in the box. So you have 11 players. What does that leave? Four players strictly for coverage, usually two corners, two safeties, one safety, three corners. And then occasionally people will do six in a dime package if it's like third down. But if you've got Derrick Henry... In the back, in the backfield, you have to put eight people in the box. Eight people, all eyes on Derek. That only leaves three 
people on defense for coverage. So if you put eight people in the box, leaves three people for coverage, it used to be fine because you could double coverage. Double coverage, is that, I don't, is that how you say it? Double covered? I don't know. Y'all get what I'm trying to say. A.J. Brown still made plays as, as him being doubled up, but, you know, was held back a little bit. But what happens when you have Julio Jones, the best route runner, the best wide receiver, best hands? Okay, maybe DeAndre Hopkins is up there. Y'all get the point. Julio Jones is the best wide receiver, extremely knowledgeable. You better believe he's going to be coaching up A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown has the biggest, no pause, crush for uh, Julio Jones. You better believe they're going to be getting together in the offseason, running routes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, COVID-19, don't have it. Um, anyways, they're going to be running routes, getting better. So what is this? what am I getting at here? Basically, a defensive coordinator is going to have to pick their poison. Do they either – do they – oh, my gosh. I wish Beep and Paul were here to, to roast me with my words right now. Does he either want to get destroyed by Derrick Henry or destroyed by Julio Jones and A.J. Brown? Because you can't guard both. And here's the difference between what happened to the Chiefs and what because everyone's now saying you can't just have a good offense. Obviously, people have been saying this for years now. It's not like just now. But it almost seemed like the Chiefs broke the prototype of like, hey, if you just have a really good offense, that's going to win Super Bowls. It's no longer this old school defense defense wins Super Bowls. But the Chiefs kind of broke that. And then we saw last year, you're like, wait, maybe that is true where you need a defense. Mm, I don't think so anymore. Because with this new run offense with Derrick Henry, if you stack eight people in the box, Derrick Henry is still proven to be able to do a 2,000-yard uh, season. And so the run game's not completely gone. And you still have Julio Jones, who's if he's double-covered, good luck, because then you got A.J. Brown wide open. And, I, don't, I mean, their tight end is decent. I th- actually think he's going to have a really good year because – He's going to be covered by the scrub of all scrubs on other people's defenses because everyone's going to be looking at A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Here's what I'm basically getting at. Listen and listen closely. Bet the farm on the Titans winning the Super Bowl. Trey Dennis, if you're listening to this, you texted me earlier this season, who do you think is going to win the division, the Colts or the Titans after the Carson Wentz trade? Everyone was all high on the Colts. At that time, I was still saying Titans. Under my breath, I was kind of like, ooh, this might not be good. Uh, But once they just got Julio Jones, I'm betting all my marbles that the Titans are winning the Super Bowl, going to the Super Bowl. On the other side, obviously, Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Not obviously. That's me being biased towards the Cowboys. But if non-biases aside, um, I'm definitely – Definitely choosing the Titans. But, yeah, that's my whole spiel on the Julio trade. Okay, let's get into the NBA. Uh, Gosh, I'm sad as a Mavs fan. I know a lot of our listeners are Mavs fans. It was cool to see Luka there, but they got to get Porzingi out of there. If you're a number two on a team, you can't be dropping uh, 10 points. You got to be at least hitting a Baker's dozen, 13, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) 
you know what Porzingis needs is a baker's dozen. That man is a glass. He needs some fat on him to protect those bones. We need a chunky big man. Porzingis is just back there hitting threes. I get the dynamic. I get how it works, but we need someone else. We need Porzingis off the team. Uh, let's trade him. Let's get someone else because Luka's obviously our superstar. We've got good guys around him. I was a little upset J.J. Redick was in er, – yes, J.J. Redick. Last time I screwed it up and said J.J. Brea. Brea? Brea? Yeah, Brea. J.J. Redick is definitely uh, – needs more playing time. A shooter, a kick out of the corner. Um, our Hardaway Jr. Hardaway Jr. was hot. He was hitting shots, but uh, just wasn't enough against the Clippers. One team that I've had my close eye on – is the Utah Jazz. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't get so mad at me. I know they're ranked number one seed, but let's be honest. They're not the true number one seed, okay? A lot of things happened this this regular season. No one's looking at the Jazz like favoriting them to win. But they're a pretty consistent team. If you watch them, they can hold a lead of seven to ten points for the whole game but i think that's going to be their kryptonite we haven't seen them really struggle yet and um it was fun watching them against the grizzlies uh the grizzlies were okay but we all knew the jazz were gonna win and they are smoking the clippers but i think if they uh go against the team that's like you know the series is tied to two I'm probably not going with the Utah Jazz because here is my thing on sports, any type of sport, okay? Teams that are up the whole series, that are used to winning, used to winning, and then get smacked with adversity, a.k.a. the Chiefs this past year, they don't do well whenever they're down, whenever they're under pressure. And I think that's what's going to happen to Jazz. I think they'll pull out uh, this series against the Clippers – but they're going to lose next week against the Suns. Um, yeah, you guys know how high I've been on Chris Paul. I wish I could say all the Suns' wins were dedicated to Chris Paul, but it's to that dude, Devin Booker. Uh, why do I keep on doing that voice? I think it's because every time I talk about the NBA, I think about my old ex-roommate, Zachary Moses. Um, and I feel like we do that voice every once in a while with each other. Um, I'm weird, I know. But anyways, yeah, that's my NBA spiel. I still have the Suns winning it all. They're kind of, they're not necessarily my dark horse anymore. You can't really say someone's your dark horse as a two seed, but I definitely think they're going to win. Uh, I'm loving the narrative of the Nets versus Giannis right now. Giannis is... Two free throw violations? Are you kidding me? He's pissed. Giannis is pissed. And here's my thing about Giannis. He, his game type is a lot more consistent than the Nets. Nets are still going to win. Don't get me wrong. Uh, oh, this is a D's data sheet of the week. Um, uh, not Jalen Brown. Wait, maybe Jalen Brown? Uh, it is the Celtics guy. Celtics, I'm Googling it right now. Celtics Brown. I got to get his first name. It was Jalen Brown. Okay, here's what you probably don't know about Jalen Brown. Whenever he was drafted, here's what teams were most worried about, is that he's too intellectually smart off the court. That was their number one worry. 
is because uh, he – I forget what his major was in college, but he went to Cal. Um, pretty sure he was 4.0. But basically he tested so high in the, like, NBA. Uh, for those of you that don't know, like, right before you do go into the NBA or NFL, you have to, like, answer a lot of questions, take a lot of IQ tests uh, with the sport and outside of the sport. But he tested so high that the NBA was – or NBA, like, GMs were basically, like, he's so smart he could have a career, like, anywhere he wants and make way more money than a uh, NBA basketball player. So they were afraid he was going to do, like, two or three years in the league and then figure out, hey, I could go be a – I don't know. I don't know what makes more money than an NBA star. But basically that was their number one concern. And that's a great concern to have about your player is that they're way too smart. But after hearing that, I became a huge fan of Jalen Brown because I'm like, I got to start watching his game more, see his intelligence go up. Uh, but, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. Up next, we got a Dallas Cowboys fan call in. I don't know, your favorite, your girl's favorite, Uncle Tony. Liquidity pool. So they pull on tokenomics. And every okay, wait, 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 wait. We went out for a second. Explain Safe Moon. I just real quick want to explain safe moon to you listeners and why it's the safest way to get to the moon of the future. You buy in. We eat whales left and right. People sell off. Half their shares go to the liquidity. Half their shares go straight into your pocket. One day when they become the uh, currency of Gambia, it'll all be worth one cent and it'll make approximately 600,000 billionaires in the U.S. And so with those odds, I like our odds of becoming billionaires. That's all I have to say. <laughs> wow. And off that note... Hey, we love you, Uncle T. We will talk to you soon. Oh, love you, Jay. As always, say hi to your boys for me. All right, guys, on the phone with us, y'all remember my Uncle Tony. What's up, Uncle Tony? What's going on? Hey, Jakey and the boys, we're back again. It's been too long. How my fellas doing? How my fellas doing? Uncle Tony, you remember the shorter one, right? I remember. Wait, who am I talking to? Uncle T, you're talking to your favorite nephew, okay? You're talking to Jay, Jay Baby. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, I just heard the other one. I no. just heard the other one. It's <laughs> no. the one that still lives in his mother's basement and has never taken a girl out on a date to save his life. Uncle Tony, but one, one, of them, to? one of them does still uh, live, yes, in the basement of his mother's. Uh, the other one's actually hey, on. You, you, what could, hey, what can I say? It's your generation. You, you know, <laughs> you, you date anyone. You date everyone. You, you, you know, you live in your parents' basement. You, 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 you do whatever you please. I get it. It's your generation. It's what you kids do. Yeah, Uncle Tony. They're crazy, but unfortunately they're not here with us tonight. They are just way too busy. Beep studying for it. law school. No one really believes he's studying. He's doing something else I weird. I get it. I get it. I get it. Hey, you're going to want to get a degree. That's all that matters in this country. <laughs> Uncle Tony, now you're usually pretty behind in the sports world, but one thing you are up on, the crypto talk. Is it true you've been looking into SafeMoon? Jakey, let me tell you something. I got my ear to the streets on a lot of this stuff. And I want to tell you right now, before anyone else does, we're going to the moon safely. Okay. And this is the way I've been spending a lot of my time, and it happened when I was talking to my buddy Richard. He walked through the house, and he said, Tony, 
Hey, does Richard? Does Richard have any nicknames by any chance? Yep, I call. We call him Big Dick Richard. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> the Big Dick, and Dick says to me, "Tony, I've got the investment <laughs> opportunity of a lifetime." And I say, "Okay, Tony, what is it?" And he says, "We're going to the moon." I'm going to give you a 12-digit code. You type it in. You put as much money as you can spend in there, and I'll talk to you in 2030. So, yes, Jay, I am up on the crypto. Dodge, doge, whatever you kids call it, was a bloodbath yesterday. I lost thousands, but oh, I no. bought the dip because it tastes good. So oh, that's where I am right now on the crypto market. Oh, no. But, but what I got to talk about today that's got me fired up, Okay. I'm glad you boys brought it to my attention, is what the hell is going on with Dennis contract situation? Uncle Tom. First off, he screws us, he shoots us in the foot, he doesn't catch it like I was watching the game with you boys last week live, doesn't catch it, and now he wants 15 mil. Ain't no one in their, in, in their right mind paying Des Bryant 15 mil. I told him to take a hike, and I hope that... I hope... I, 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 trying to think of another word that's not too profane. I hope that man, Jerry Jones, takes it tells him to take his cleats and hike. I don't know. Maybe he's somewhere like Baltimore. Maybe he doesn't even make a team. I don't know. But good riddance, Des, Des Bryant is all I gotta say. Wow, so you don't even hope you don't even hope he goes to like a good team like the Patriots or gotta, Saints or anything. Jay, Jay, I got a feeling for these kind of plays. You know who I'm really excited about? <laughs> who, Uncle T? And who we should be throwing all our dollars at is that kid Johnny Manziel. Oh, Johnny <laughs> Football. Is what they call him down in Texas, where you guys live. I've seen him play on TV. He's got swagger. He can play any position. He's like the Booby Miles of Texas game. Uncle Tony, aren't you? Uncle Tony, aren't you actually? I thought you own a business in Frisco. Are you still? Aren't you in Texas? Frisco, but I travel frequently back and forth between because of my crypto trading. Oh right. Yes, I do run a pool service in Frisco. That's where I I started. I sold the tire shop since we last since we last talked. Oh but wow! Hey, let's congratulations! Get back to Johnny Menzel, okay. and then we'll talk. Then we'll talk GameStop. We'll talk AMC. We'll talk uh, Cleveland mining because I've got some hot insider stock tips. Okay. Hey, I'm letting the leash off you. You just go, Uncle T. Start with Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football, if you will. Johnny Manziel, what does he not have? He's got swagger. He's got speed. He's got an arm like a cannon. (laughs) And he keeps the pretty girls around him, Jay. I got to say that. That's the number one thing I look for in a player is what kind of company he keeps. I will tell you, I've never seen Des Bryant with an attractive female. (laughs) And I don't don't think he ever will be. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Hey, Johnny, fair enough. Johnny's got it. He's got swag. I put him at somewhere in between uh, Steve Young and Peyton Manning is where his career ends okay. up. Uh, that, wow. That's where I would put him. Uh, wow, okay. Top, top three, top five quarterbacks all time. So we got to go get him. Okay. Next, let's talk about these <laughs> Wall Street bets. Squeezing the shorts, sticking it to the man, getting, getting down with the little guy. I've been keeping uh, tabs on what the kids are calling read it. <laughs> No, 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 Uncle Tony, Uncle Tony, it's Reddit. It's Reddit. Read it. Reddit. You're going to want to read it. And here's what I do, Jay. I get on. I get on. The kids are posting all these pictures with words on it. I don't get it. But what I do is I scroll to the very bottom. 
and I look for the most wild statement I can see that tells <laughs> me what to buy, and I go buy it blindly. Oh, perfect. I, I live by three principles, and I'll tell you what they are right now. Okay. You're always going to want to buy high and sell low, because when oh. you buy high, that means you bought a good company that's going places that the Reddits believe in. Okay. You always want to start with something that sounds funny, that rhymes with dick, that has 69 <laughs> in it, something like that that the kids will get excited about. The kids are excited about that. You know, Paul and Reed are excited about that. I know. Hey, if I know one thing, I think Reed actually knows my friend Big Dick. (laughs) So this is. I don't know what kind of listening base you guys have. No, this is right up our listening base's alley. And if anything gets any profane. Hey, trust me, Kathy does not need to know about this. Kathy's okay. a saint. Okay, okay, hey, okay. and your boy Joey's gonna cut it out for us. Hey, how's Joey doing? Hey, he's doing. Tell he's, me about Joey real quick. He's doing he's all right. Part of my calls. Talk about profane. Calls, Talk about profanities. His his Twitter. Okay. Okay. What's he saying? Well, he's saying some good things, um, but he's at, he's honestly been doing pretty good. I mean, I I obviously love him here, but you know how you know how Paul and Reed get Uncle T. It's kind of oh, hard in the I office. Know, I know. Well, hey, look out for Joey. Janice, get the <laughs> hell out of my yard! I told you I'm talking to my nephew. I don't get. I don't know, Janice. I don't care. The dog lives there. I'm not moving it. The truck's staying there. You sold the tire shop. Cowboys. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry, that was my neighbor, Jay. Hey, fair enough. Hey, hey. so what else are you doing? Are you working anywhere these days? Are you running the podcast? No, I, I actually quit my job. I'm going full-time podcast. Yeah. So. I'm proud of you, Jay. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Jay. That's we're living in the age of the gig economy, is the, what they say. The gig That's economy, what they say. okay. Yep, is, is that you can do anything you want to. As long as it's legal, and as long as it's legal, okay. Those are the two. Those are the two rules I live by. Hey, Uncle T, but, we actually have a listener question. How many protein shakes have you down today? Yeah, I get my protein three ways. One from protein shakes. I down two to two and a half a day to make sure I get at least eighty grams in. Then I eat a pound of turkey at lunch, <laughs> all the nitrates included. That's another seventy G's. Then I try and get three. Three to ten more grams of protein by tea sticks. So I eat those, rounds me on about 150 grams of protein a day. Answer your question, two and a half protein shakes a day. That's what okay. I did, Jay. Okay, wow. I heard you've been breaking records in the gym. Oh. I saw a little birdie told me a video came around that you were dead, dead lifting, dead pressing. Uh, dead pressing, people. yes. Dead pressing, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what'd you get? Got three, 390, uh, <laughs> Uncle T. And if I got that in high school... Can you imagine where I'd be today? I can't even imagine, Jay. You'd be playing right alongside Johnny Football. Oh, my gosh. About to take the NFL by storm. Hey, have you guys heard of the Dave Matthews Band? (laughs) 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 I mean, these guys can really play. They're on to something. Again, it's another recommendation from my friend Dick. He said, Tony, you got to hear these guys. There's something special. Yeah, they're... Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty good, Uncle T. Wow. <laughs> maybe, you, maybe you could get that 
playing on my intro next time I call in? Oh yeah. Hey, what do you want in your intro this time? Uh, if you some something between Metallica and Kareem Bailey Ray, somewhere nice mm. and sweet. Uncle um, G, didn't I, you have a band back in the day? Jakey, I did, and when I did, we did, and all <laughs> we did was do, and what we do, we will, and what we did, we shall. And with that, I bid you adieu, because boys, I am gonna go scour the Reddit boards. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna find that next stock. The stock is what the kids are calling it. I got a couple of NFTs with my name on it. I'm gonna stack my stonks with NFTs. I'm gonna make it big this weekend, and then I'm gonna buy you a little podcast and fire your two friends that have never held a job more than two days in their life. Uncle T, I can't wait for that day. <laughs> You tell Reed that me and Dick are coming to his house to personally fire in person. Oh, gosh. It's going to be great. He's going to need a lawyer with the other lawyer friend you got to hold us up in court because we're not backing down. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I actually don't know. It's going to be a while until he's a lawyer, so it would probably be better sooner than later if you buy the company. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I'll have my people contact your people. Hey. Hey. Um- Uncle Jay, T, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. You. I've known you since you were a kid, and I just want to say I'm so proud of the man you've come. The company you keep is questionable. You hang out with him a little bit longer, things are going to go south. I really, know. put all your eggs in Joey's basket. You can trust family. That's you true. can always trust family. That's true. Hey, well, and God bless you. God bless uh, Texas, and God bless President George Bush <laughs> that's guiding this country the way it needs to go. <laughs> I don't want. I never want to get political on these shows, Jay. But I have to say, I am excited about where the country's going. Hey, no comment. You know I cannot get political. You know I that. Know you can't. I know. I know you, <laughs> you can't. Know that. You Brings know a that. tear to my eye to know that you've always been one that holds the middle of the aisle, looks both ways. <laughs> and, and on that note, Uncle T. Hey, I love you. I've I've always appreciated the way that you play both sides of the fence. That you have no problem uh, giving love to any and everything, man or woman. So, we've been off the podcast for a little bit. Um, So, here are a couple fan questions from Cade Self. Here's the first question. Who do the Mavs need to pick up during the free agency this year to make a title run in 2020? Notable free agents, CP3, Kawhi, Mike Conley, Kyle Kyle Lowry, uh, and DeRozan. Ooh. (laughs) Okay, I like all of these. Um, He, hold on. I think he's missing one free agent. Let me look it up. Uh, great question, Cade. We just talked about it. It's a little weird. Oh, wait, no, he has it. I just missed it. Uh, Victor Oladipo. Oh, how do you say his last? I'm picturing his face, but I can't say his last name. Oladipo. I'm gonna go with it. Uh, he's on the Heat. Anyways. Uh, yeah, like I said, drop Perzingis. I love CP3 so much. <clears throat> I want us, gosh, forgive me, I'm a COVID cough. I don't have COVID. I want CP3 so bad, but the problem is CP3 is a facilitator. That's what CP3 is so good at. He's not necessarily, he, he can hit the three, but 
he's facil he's facilitating the court and you know what? I take that back. Let's pick up CP3. Let's let's not forget what he did with James Harden when both of them were on the team. Let CP3 come in, put Luke under his wing. Let's go get CP3. Let's snag him. He would he wants to make a run. He's gonna make a run. We'll see what he's doing with Devin Booker. Uh, how would he come come over? Other guy I would love is Kawhi. Um, I don't see him meshing well with Luka just because of the, the past two years of them battling. Um, let's go through a couple of these other ones. Um, Mike Conley, I'm going with no. Kyle Lowry, wow, that's actually a pretty good one now that I think about it. Uh, but I feel like Lowry's thing is definitely like – Scoring. I'm going to say out of all of these, I want DeRozan or CP3. Good question. My my answer for DeRozan is because I feel like DeRozan is a more all-around player. He's pretty good at offense, but uh, I'd say he's the best all-around player out of all of them. Next question from fan Spencer Moore. Uh, side note, you're fresh, you're fresh, you're fresh, you're fresh, you're fresh, you're fresh. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Spencer Moore, you're a legend. Don't let anyone else tell you any differently. We need to get together and play tennis. This is what he said. If you could pick any sport to be a pro in, what would it? What would you pick? Oh, good question. Gosh, for the limelight? Well, everyone knows I'm married to a tennis player. I'm sure she would love it if I was in the tennis world. But too much travel, honestly. Uh, if I could pick any sport... I like NBA, but... It's a long season. I'm definitely choosing the NFL. Uh, if I could choose any position, I would. I think I. I think I'm going with tight end, and I want to model my game after Jeremy Shockey. Uh, have the swag of Jeremy Shockey, tatted up, kind of known as, I don't know, the Jeremy Shockey of the NFL. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, Oh, but I'm thinking about the toll on my body. Gosh. Oh, man, that's going to be tough. But I think it's so much fun to play in huge stadiums. Oh, man. Okay, I take it all back. I take everything I just said back. I want to be an ML MLB pitcher, but also batting. I want to have some, some pitcher swag. I'm talking about some long hair, a mullet, Tatted up, neck tattoos. I told this to my wife when we got married. I said, hey, there's absolute zero chance I've become a professional athlete and now because I've only played high school sports and you could arguably say I didn't even play high school sports. Played middle school sports. Played a lot of it. But, um, yeah, basically I told her if I ever become a professional tat or professional tattoo, if I ever become a professional athlete, I'm getting a neck tattoo. Who's behind that? Neck tats I think are so cool on athletes. Yeah, I said it. Everyone's like neck tats are trashy. No, they're not. Go look up You're thinking of like Birdman. Yeah, Birdman has some terrible neck tattoos. But some players in the NBA have some clean neck tattoos. Screw it. I'm going to be an NBA player, and I want a neck tattoo just because that looks so cool. Who am I playing for? Ooh, I think I would love to, if my family got to, if my family was about it and traveled with me, 
I would love to play for the Boston Celtics, obviously. No, 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 I take it back. The Garden. I'm playing for the Knicks or for the Lakers just because that would be so much fun to play play for. Uh, Dynasties, I'm not going to. Milwaukee, you won't catch me dead there. Uh, I'm definitely not going to Oklahoma. Um, I'm sorry, but I know some of the fans for OKC, and they are the worst fans ever. Uh, Caleb, I'm not talking about you. But I'm just saying, you don't want to go to OKC. Think about your fan base. A ton of a, a ton of 45-year-old CEOs in the stand rooting you on. Oh, oh, that was a terrible foul. Oh, I don't want that in the stands. I want I want my fans yelling out personal stuff of my opponents. I want to go to the Garden where I got what's his name Spike Lee. I don't I don't even know what he's famous for, but I want celebrities at my game talking trash. I want Drizzy there on the sideline telling me I can't make free throws. I want to go to L.A. and see, gosh, who's in? I want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I want to see him at the games going crazy, yelling at me. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Okay, Spencer Moore, great question. Um, let's go to Chase Rogers. Will the United States win the next World Cup? I'll tell you right now, no. That's not going to happen. For guys, no. Girls, I think we actually have a chance. But for guys, that is a negative. Negative. But it's the most fun sport to watch. I guarantee you, I'm gonna be with the boys and the wifey. Wifey's gonna be with other wifeys and maybe girlfriends of the boys or just other girls at the at the hangout. But we will be watching USA. Whenever the USA got out of the death pool, what was that like eight years ago, ten years ago? That was. The most ecstatic thing I've ever been to. Uh, I went to, I believe it was AT&T Stadium, a.k.a. Jerry's World. And uh, they had the game on the big screen going. Went with Coleman Luce. Shout out Coleman Luce. Gave me the sweetest birthday text a couple weeks ago. Love you, Coleman. Love you, C-Baby. Um, went with him, and it was awesome. It was so much fun watching it. Everyone was going crazy. I actually don't remember if we won or lost the game we went to go see, but it was a ton of fun. Uh, Coleman was on cloud nine because I think some random girl came up and put her arm around him and was like, where are we going? Because I'm on cloud nine. And it's pretty cool to see. But, uh, yeah, good question. Next question, Tyler Schroeder. What are you doing to get so swole? Wow, Tyler, thank you so much. Okay, let me walk y'all through my workout routine right now. Day one, heavy legs, baby. I'm hitting that squat rack. I'm, go I'm going 12 sets of three, three reps of heavy, and doing elastic bands, putting elastic bands around the bar. Last time I did 275 with elastic bands, so it feels about like 315, 300 at the top. Uh, what does this do? Make your tendons stronger. Yeah. So basically, uh, if I wanted to max out one day, if you just do straight weight, uh, steady increases, you'll hurt yourself. You're going to hurt your back, your lower back. But if you use bands, what it does, it makes your tendons stronger, faster than your muscles, allowing your tendons to hold the weight before your muscles can. Um, 
yeah, it's all in the legs. Once you get a nice leg pump in, you get a lot of testosterone, basically the natural steroid. I'm doing heavy deadlifts every other day. Um, I just read that's absolutely terrible for you, though. You'll kill your lower back. So I think I'm going to bring it back to just two times a week. But uh, doing deadlift and back the next day. And then third day, you boys smashing chest. Uh, trying to get to 300 soon. My brother-in-law Harrison told me there's no way by the end of the year I'll be deadlifting 400, squatting 400, or benching 300. Well, guess what, Harrison? You're wrong. I will be lifting all those weights. And talk to me when you can bench 200 pounds. Sorry if that was way too aggressive to the fans listening, but I needed to get that personal message out there. Uh, and then we've got one fan... Uh, it doesn't really look like a fan question. It's just a comment on the podcast uh, podcast app. We got a fan question from uh, Clorex Bleach Boy 404 Not really a question, but just pointing out. Beep has low T. Testosterone, I mean. Uh, am I wrong? Question mark. Yes, you're wrong, Chloroform Boy, or whatever your name is. Uh, Beep's got some, Beep's got some high tea. Uh, I walked into the rec freshman year in college. Beep has the worst power cleaning form. The guy catches it on his hands about a foot out in front of his neck. The man was throwing up 225 like it was nothing. And it was tough to watch because he's definitely going to have spinal issues whenever he gets older. But that man is strong with some high tea. Uh, Paul, on the other hand, has a lot of high tea as well. Me and Paul went to a bachelor party this weekend. Here's the thing about Paul at bachelor parties. He's ready to challenge anyone to a route running competition. And most of the time, he's going to win offensively. He's a, terrible def- he's a terrible defender, but he can make you look silly. He's made me look silly plenty of times. Uh, for our last little segment... I think we're going to go into some off-topic topics. Basically, some things that I've been wanting to talk about, but those other two yahoos wouldn't let me bring up. Actually, I think we've done one of these with uh, the boys, but I don't think we've actually fully gone into it. Okay, what is the biggest animal I think I could kill with my bare hands? Ooh, great question, Jacob. Thank you. So, basically, the biggest question that I... Or, biggest question... Biggest animal I think I can kill with my hands? I'm going a deer. Whoa, take it easy. Yeah, I said a deer. People do it all the time. Here's how I would do it. Chase it down. I'd build my stamina up. Uh, if you don't know this, humans humans are made to be hunters and gatherers. Okay, what does that mean? We can hunt. If you know the body type of a human, yeah, I've done research into this because I'm good at my podcast. Okay, I want to give you guys educated answers. Um, humans were actually designed to hunt this way. Let me explain. Hold on. Let me explain. So deers, what they're good at is sprinting. A deer can sprint a lot faster than me. Yes or no? Yes. Answer is yes. But what can they not do as well as humans? Run long distance. This is going to take some training. So definitely not today. I would have more of a chance in a boxing ring. I feel like my pure strength right now, I couldn't out, I couldn't outstrength it. But if like my mom, if I looked, and my mom was in the stands, and a ton of like deer mafia had her and was like, "Hey, listen, if you don't win this fight, we're 
killing your mother. Yeah, I'm destroying that deer. I'm snapping his answer. <laughs> Whoa, I'm getting way too heated thinking about the scenario. I'm looking at the Al Capone of deer. I'm snapping off his boy's antlers and stabbing him with it. And what am I doing after that? Riding in blood in the boxing rink. Give me my mother back or next it's your firstborn. I know a little gory of a scenario, but that's what I'm doing if my mother's in trouble. Um, no, but back to my educated, educated answers. So basically what do humans do a lot better than deer? Deer can sprint fast, but what do they need occasionally? Water. And they can't, uh, they're like dogs. They don't, deer don't sweat. How do they get hydrated? They just drink, they pant. Basically, they can overheat a lot easier than humans. What do humans do? We sweat. Whenever we sweat, the body gets a lot cooler. So how did humans hunt back in the day? We would literally run like, okay, it, it's different if it's in the forest because you would lose them, but like deer hunting in like Arizona or like flat places or like Montana, I don't know. Basically, humans would just long distance run, jog for like 10 hours and eventually the deer would pass out and you could kill the deer. And that's what humans would do. That's how you would hunt. And yeah, so I think I could do that with enough training, 10 hours. People run marathons all the time. People run ultra marathons. Quick story about an ultra marathon. You can say this is a D's data sheet of the week, or you can just say, this is a cool story. Uh, it's a Netflix series called The Biggest Loser. And this guy was running an ultra marathon, which technically is just anything above what is it, 26.3? So you could technically run a 26.4 and it'd be called an ultra marathon. But most ultra marathons are like 100 miles. So there's this one in Sahara Desert that was for like, I think it was four days long where they run 25 miles a day. And this huge uh, sandstorm hit. This dude gets confused. He's supposed to turn left, but turns right and goes out in the middle of nowhere, is lost in the Sahara Desert with nothing. He comes across this uh, old church, walks in there some bats. He rips off the heads of the bats, gets a stick, and pokes it in the body to like stir it up like soup, and eats the insides of the bats. I know, gross, right? Um, does that, and then throws up everywhere, almost dies, but survives. It's a crazy story. You should definitely go look into it. But yeah, I'm still going with deer. I'm thinking of a bigger animal that I could kill that's not a deer. Mankind, though, as a whole, I'm definitely taking, what's his name, Steve Irwin over most animals because of his intelligence, not because of his strength. But like, I genuinely think if Steve Irwin ha had a year, Steve, is it Irving or Irwin? No, it's Irwin. It's not Irving. Who am I thinking of? Steve Irving. I don't know. Anyways, Irwin. I think if he had a year to train, I think he could take on a huge grizzly. He knows their weaknesses so much. I, I honestly would take uh, Steve Irwin over a bear if he had a year of training. But RIP Steve Irwin. Uh, okay, next off-topic topics. Which sport naturally has the best athletes? Ooh, this is a good question. Um... Okay, so basically, let's put it this way. A random pool, let's say 10 pros, let's say 30 college athletes, and then 
20 high school athletes. They're all mixed into a pool, and they all get randomly selected. I'm going with baseball players, and here's why. And a lot of people aren't going to like this, because quite honestly, a lot of people don't like baseball players. Baseball players are douchebags, and part of my French. Please, Joey, cut that out. Okay, I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to be saying that. They are. They just quite frankly are. But what are they? Competitors. Athletes. Uh, here's what I mean. Imagine a baseball player playing pickup basketball with you. Yeah, he's not going to be dunking everyone, dunking on, <laughs> dunking everyone. He's not going to be dunking on everyone or making every shot, but guess what he is going to be doing? Competing. He's going to be able to hold his weight. I've never played with a baseball player that's like bad, where you're like, ah, oh, man, he's on my team. Where he's definitely good. Baseball players in football are always really good. My best friend growing, growing up, shout out Evan Fink, was the nastiest quarterback D lineman combo you've ever seen. Uh, this dude was insane. I went up to him in eighth grade. I was like, hey, dude, uh, I just, I just squatted 135 pounds, like kind of a big deal. Have you started lifting weights? He was like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, I actually last week maxed out 315 as an eighth grader. This man was an animal. We played rec at the, at, uh, just the local rec center. He would dunk on kids when we come back from college. It was insane. Anyways, baseball students can compete the best in basketball and in football. Football players are usually pretty good at basketball, but typically aren't good at uh, football. Or at basketball, sorry. Football players, good at, at basketball, not good at baseball. Um... Just hitting the ball is just insane. Basketball players, I feel like, are pretty bad at both. I feel like basketball players are pretty bad at football and definitely baseball. Basketball players are only good at basketball. And that is no hate on basketball players. Listen, I, I get it. All y'all could destroy me one-on-one. -on -one. You all have my ankles. But just realistically, basketball players aren't making it in the football world. Whoa, I get it. Tony Gonzalez, chill, chill. All those other players, chill. I get it. Um, but yeah. Okay, let's land this. Let's land this plane. Let's land this ship. We got two more fan questions. Maxwell Anderson, why are the Vikings better than the boys? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The Vikings are trash. Um, Kirk Cousins is the nicest man in the world, but Okay, he's a decent quarterback. Uh, but the Vikings are falling apart. They're absolutely terrible, absolute trash. The best thing that's going to happen to you guys is Aaron Rodgers leaving the – leaving. Uh, that's the only good thing you all are going to do this offseason. The boys are going to be way better. If you don't believe me, Max, bet me $100. Uh, last question from Jack Connor. Will anyone be able to stop the Nets? Yes. Who? The Nets. Um, I just physically don't see how the Nets are going to lose. They all want this championship so bad, especially James Harden. There's no way they're going to lose. Uh, wow, this feels a little weird doing a whole podcast by myself. But, hey, what do we think about it, boys and girls? I'm, I think we've got one or two girl listeners. Uh, tell me what you thought about it. Maybe, I don't know. 
Slide into our DMs. Give me a rating out of 100. Score my podcast. Did I fail? B plus at least. I didn't study for this at all. Well, I did a little bit. But I want to know what y'all think. What's my strength? What's my weakness? Um, Do I need Paul back? Do I need Beep back? Or do I leave the groupie to start my own pod and make millions of dollars without him? Psych. I would never do that. I would give him at least 10% of my money. Um, but yeah, so sorry, uh, about the late week's post. We've just been busy. It's wedding season, guys. Last couple weeks, we've been at weddings, been in weddings. You boys been a groomsman. Um, and yeah, obviously the other two are still super busy, but hey, thanks so guys. Translation, thanks guys so much for listening.